0: This is Let's Parent on Purpose, a podcast to help parents build kids that are going to build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'm here today to bring you 20-plus years of student ministry, foster parenting, parenting my own kids. We're going to try to share with you some tips and tricks that have helped us to thrive and not just survive as we walk through these parenting years together. Hey, thanks so much for listening today, for joining in, and I I hope it's going to be fun. I think this is a a neat little concept that we're going to cover today on parenting styles. and Maybe you'll find yourself in there, or maybe you'll find what you want to strive for when it's done, but before we get started with that, just again, thank you so much for listening. It's been really encouraging. It's been neat to have uh, friends and family who've listened to it, who I know recommend it to others, and then find out that... They've gotten encouragement out of it, and again, I would just ask you to do that. Uh, share it if you know how to review on iTunes, which seems to be really hard to do. Um, do a little quick review if you're super talented like that, um, because you never know when somebody's going to hear something at the right time that's just going to really make the difference in uh, in them getting a piece of parenting and not. Uh, you know, I remember going through marriage counseling. Years and years and years ago. And as I was sitting in the counseling before I was married, everything seemed so easy. I knew all the answers, it all made sense. And then I got into marriage and found out I was a giant idiot and wasn't following any of the stuff that I said that I knew. And instead of this trained professional marriage counselor who had his master's degree and all of it, uh, there was a a friend of mine, uh, an older guy from my church, who used to take me on motorcycle rides and helped me uh help me out by buying hot dogs for me on these little country paths in West Virginia we would travel. And I was telling him some of my problems and he just he said, ah, oh, you're not fighting fair. And I was like, what? And and he walked through a principle that was exactly what my marriage counselor had told me. And for whatever reason, when he said it, it made sense. I know the reason. The reason is because I was stuck right in the middle of it. So again, uh, what we talk about, uh, it might hit you today. Maybe it's not the biggest deal for you today, but it might be for somebody else. So if it's important, or at least if you feel like it's worthwhile, let them know. And with that, let's talk about parenting styles. Now, I'm telling you, the stuff that I'm bringing you today is from a book that has been out for a while And actually, I've known a number of books in the series by these people, and it's called Parenting Teens with Love and Logic, and it's by Foster Klein and Jim Fay. That's Foster Klein, C-L-I-N-E, and Jim Fay. Again, Parenting Teens with Love and Logic, and they actually have a whole Love and Logic series, which is fantastic. We've been, uh, my wife and I have been fans of their products For a number of years, and actually just picked this book up out of my local library. So, again, I would highly recommend it if you find even what I'm talking about today the slightest bit interesting, because this is just one part of one chapter, and I'm sure that I'm going to steal plenty of ideas from this book as we go along. Um, I'm committed to reading lots of parenting books, siphoning through them. Um, experimenting on my kids and then figuring out what's worth sharing with you. But as far as parenting styles, they talk about three different styles that, um, and, and there's probably lots more, but these sum up quite a bit of, of the different parenting styles. So the three styles are the drill sergeant, the helicopter, and the consultant. Uh, the drill sergeant, the helicopter, and the consultant. Let's start with the drill sergeant because I think that's the most obvious as we talk about it. When you think of a drill sergeant, I actually uh, went through a military school, spent time in basic training, and I just remember being yelled at all the time, all the time. You know, why didn't you shine your shoes? Why did you shave your face like that? Why this, why that? And and, in my school, any response to a why question, the only response that was allowed was no excuse, sir, or no excuse, ma'am, so it didn't matter what it was, the answer was no excuse. And, uh, that was great, I guess, for building discipline and building character. But I'll tell you that in that environment, what happens is you get a lot of barking. There's a lot of threats. There's a lot of fear of threats. And, and even in basic training in the first while we did whatever we were supposed to do because we were scared of them uh, because we were terrified of their threats. But as time went on, you started to realize, man, their bite cannot match this bark and uh, threat after threat after threat, yelling just starts to get numb after a while. And so you find with the with the drill sergeant, uh, everything's a big deal, everything's explosive. There's a lot of emotional anger involved. and you just can't follow through on everything. So you know you say you're gonna if you do this, I'm gonna kill you. Well, it turns out that unless you're a psychopath, you're not going to kill them. You you probably shouldn't. That guy gave them to raise you, not for you to kill them. Um, but in a drill sergeant home, so often what happens is the the child is motivated out of fear of the parents' reaction. And so then when they when they come to decisions in their life, the question is, well, you know, are mom and dad going to find out? And if they do, what's going to happen to me? Are they going to get so mad at me? They're going to blow up at me. And, and so you can see, just by the way I explain it, that that's not a really good rubric for making decisions. Is my authority going to find out? And if they do, how bad is the consequence? That's, that's the effect if you're the drill sergeant all the time. Plus, by the way, being a drill sergeant is exhausting. I got an experience the following year when the next class, when the freshman class came in, of being their trainers. And um, one funny thing is when we were going through it, when we were going through basic training, we all said, I will never do this. I will never, ever treat people like this. And then it turns around, you get in the next year and you find yourself treating them exactly like you were treated because we, we... do what was modeled for us. And so, you know, we we try to be a little nicer in some ways. Then you find yourself just defaulting back in. So a lot of times drill sergeant parents end up having drill sergeant kids, drill sergeant grandkids, or you have kids that are only motivated um, by ever increasing terrible consequences with a lot of emotion involved. So if you find yourself yelling and screaming a lot, you find yourself um, just having to go over the top to get anything done, uh, maybe it's time to realize that your kids don't have the problem, that you have the problem. You are you have created this environment where your word doesn't mean anything until it gets explosive, um, that there's no motivation to follow through, to obey, to do what's right until there's some kind of terrible emotional or physical consequence. So... Drill sergeant parent, and and I say this, and and <laughs> yeah, I, I was not raised under this, and it was really easy when I had just one kid to not be a drill sergeant, but in uh, that first kid, she's I think five years older than her next sibling, and then all of a sudden, we have three kids that are within three years of each other, and the chaos, uh, the chaos that happens sometimes, you just I. I don't like to yell and I find myself just yelling and you see their eyeballs get real big and bug out. Um, But that doesn't help my wife. Like when I'm a drill sergeant, I can get control in the moment, but my kids are always gonna be more scared of dad than they are of mom. So I'm not doing a long-term favor by just invoking the fear of dad. I think the fear of dad is good sometimes. I absolutely wanna back up my wife, but, but I can't motivate my kids... Just out of fear. Fear and guilt are not healthy or good long term motivations. So, um, drill sergeant, first type of parent. And let me just encourage you as best as you can don't be the drill sergeant. Um, Check your emotions. Don't let your kids win by bringing you to an emotional level where you're exhausting yourself over what they did and over what the discipline is. And that's what a drill sergeant parent does. All right, number two is the helicopter or the helicopter parent. And this is, uh, I I thought it was a new term, but actually this, the book that I'm reading, The Parenting Teens with Love and Logic was written, I think in the nineties and the helicopter parent idea was there. So this is very common. We've heard it. uh, The helicopter parent, what does a helicopter do? It hovers around, it makes a lot of loud noise and it swoops in to save the day. Helicopters, by the way, they're, they're kind of, militarily designed for rescue situations. And uh, so, you know, a helicopter comes in and they save the day. But if you've ever been around a helicopter, you don't want a helicopter around all the time. They're fun and cool to look at, but man, they're noisy and, and you can't really get anything done when a helicopter's there. And what do helicopter parents do? They hover and they hover and they hover and they swoop in every chance they get, and they save the day for their kids. They rescue them out of every situation. They bail them out of it. They live in such terror of bad guys. Maybe they just watch Fox News too much. I don't know. Um, they live in such terror of, of what terrible bad things will happen to their kids that they can't let them out of their sight, and they can't let their kids fail. They can't let their kids go through stuff. And so what happens if you if you are a helicopter parent Again, you're exhausting yourself. The drill sergeant, you're exhausting yourself. But with the helicopter parent, um, instead of your kids being motivated by, oh, is mom or dad going to get mad at this or that? You know, are they going to explode? What's the consequence? There's very little motivation at all for the kid because mom and dad just do it. You know, they don't have to worry about it because mom or dad is going to sweep in and save the day. I forgot my homework. Ah, no big deal. Mom and dad will rush it here. Um, I don't know how to do this. It's okay. Mom and dad will step in because they don't want your psyche to be broken. So a helicopter parent is not raising a competent, functional adult. You're raising somebody that's going to be dependent on you or somebody else stepping in and saving the day. And uh, if if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about backpacks and boulders and that concept of everybody has a daily backpack that they're supposed to carry around. And sometimes we have boulders that come into our lives, um, things that are just too big for us. And a helicopter parent, that's classic making Backpacks into boulders, you know, making mountains out of molehills. Um, if you pretend like something is a huge deal, then then they'll go along with it and they'll start modeling that in other areas of their life. So, drill sergeant parent, bad idea. Helicopter parent, bad idea. And hey, maybe you thrive on being the superhero, and that's where you're getting your identity. Um, adopt a cat. I don't know. Don't don't do that to your kid. Um, you don't need to be their rescuer in every situation. And actually, their failing is often what's going to help them to figure things out and to grow. And the discomfort that they have from the embarrassment of not following through and other people counting on it or from, you know, taking the consequence that comes, this is what's going to get them out of it. So, you know, sometimes we're all, we love our kids, we're tender hearted. This is, this is something that I think situation by situation is very easy to mess up because you, you have to make decisions, right? You have to decide, do I help here, do I stay back? But long term, you don't want to be the helicopter parent. You don't want to have to be there for everything, Um, and, and, and that doesn't mean like you're not involved in your kid's life. Look, I got back into student ministry for one major reason. There were a lot of reasons, but one of the big reasons was that my daughter was going to be in youth ministry. And by the time she's going to be out, my other kids are going to be involved. So if I can be involved in their spiritual environment, absolutely. I want to do that. But at the same time, even in that, I need to give her space. I need to not be at everything that she's at because she needs the freedom to grow and develop. So don't be a drill sergeant. Don't be a helicopter. Well, what does that leave us? Because I said three styles of parenting. The third style of parenting that uh, they go over in loving teens with, parenting teens with love and logic, the third parenting style is called the consultant. So, what are the characteristics of the consultant? Well, if you think of the drill sergeant is trying to motivate them through fear and intimidation, and the helicopter is trying to bail them out of every situation, the consultant, if you think of a business consultant, businesses will hire in consultants and they'll actually pay them lots of money, not to make every decision, not to get everybody to do stuff, but to kind of shine light on what's going on and offer solutions. So you know, a consultant may come in and they may analyze a situation, and they're not going to get emotionally wrapped up in the situation. Why? Because the business consultant's getting paid one way or another, right? You can take what they say and do it, and that's fantastic. You can take what they say and not do it at all, and they're fine with that because they're still getting paid. And in some ways, that is a great, um, a great motivation as a parent. If, if I'm in the role of consultant, I'm shining the light on what's happening in their life. And, you know, the truth, the secret deep down is I really, really care what they do. I really do. But in this short term, in the moment of that decision, I can shine light and say, hey, this will go this way, this will go the other way. But then I just need to step back and let them make that choice. And if they make that choice then they get to live with the consequences of that choice, whether for good or whether for bad. So what are some different ways or characteristics that we can take on to kind of act in the role of consultant? Well, one is is to try not to use accusatory language um, with your kids when they're in a situation of like, you always do this or you just must hate me or, or all of these things, um, even with grades. Um, you just don't care about school. You know, don't you, don't you see what this does to me? Um, but instead, you could use, you could use, a, you know, questioning uh, in the sense of, hey, I'm wondering if you actually feel like this is important or not. Um, I'm wondering if you just feel upset about this or that, where you're giving them an opportunity to, um, to clarify and to express what it is they're actually feeling. You know, for instance, like I'm curious about the feelings you're having that are leading to the choices you're making. Um, if you see your if you see your kid making silly choice after silly choice, um, sometimes saying, "Hey, I, I'm just curious, what's?" what's um, your thought process as you're making these, or what are you feeling? Because remember, they're so full of um, change and emotion and hormones and everything going on. So sometimes the decisions are being made not by thought but by feeling. So asking, hey, what, what are you feeling as you're walking through this? And these type of comments differ so much from, you better get this done this week or you're going to be grounded, um, or you better get done this week or I'm going to take away this or that. And the truth is, you you might do that, right? You might be taking those away. But even with that, you can change the way that you phrase it where you're giving them choices. Because, again, the ultimate goal isn't to raise an awesome kid. It's to raise an amazing adult. And when they get out into the real world, they're going to be confronted with choice after choice after choice. And every choice has a consequence. You know, if, if you're in a job and you don't do the stuff in your job, the, the result isn't that your boss gets mad at you, although he might, but the true result is that you get fired, right? So if, if you make a choice not to show up on time or not to do your work, then you have the consequence of not getting a paycheck. And uh, you know, so the same thing, the best that you can do to offer your kids more choices and more equations and less rules, the better that will go. Now, you want to make sure that the choices that you're giving them are choices that you are comfortable living with and choices that actually are a win-win for you either way. Um, But you want to give them choices instead of just telling them what to do. So let's give some examples. So you got a little one. You can say, you can choose to do your homework now, or you can choose that I'm going to wake you up at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to do your homework. For any of your kids, hey, you can choose to clean your room Or you can choose to go into my bathroom and scrub my toilets and my sink and my shower so that I have time to clean your room. You know, either way with that, it's a win win for you, right? If you got a kid that's being obnoxious at dinner, hey, you can choose to sit here and eat quietly and talk with us kindly at the table, or you can choose to go to your room and be by yourself. So again, you're giving them a choice you're being a consultant for them, and then you just have to follow through with what it is. Now, this is, again, easier to say sometimes than it is to practice, but like with everything else, as you practice, you do learn how to do it. And what are the final results? Well, number one, kids who get to make choices, kids who have consultants as parents who've kind of shown the way and the light for them, they end up being happier kids because they feel a greater sense of control over their life. They've learned in that control that bad decisions have bad consequences. Good decisions have good consequences. Um, They tend to have better relationships with their parents because their parents weren't dictators that were making them do everything. Their parents weren't um, enablers that were bailing them out of situations. And, And the funny thing about enabling homes is so often in an enabling home, the kids resent the parents anyway. So you're, you're not even the superhero for the kids. And then finally, you're a much happier parent because you are removing a lot of the emotion from parenting. You're giving them a choice. You, you have to think through the choice, but you're giving them a choice. So maybe that means instead of an instant consequence or something like that, you say, hey, uh, hold on a minute. Mommy or daddy needs to think this through. And then you come back and be like, okay, I thought it through. You can choose to do this or you can choose to do that. And uh, again, with practice, you'll get better. With practice, your, your kids will get better at it. They'll feel the sense of control. And sometimes you can help them come up with the choices too. Or you can let them be your consultant on. Well, what's a good choice here? What's a good choice there? What would be a win-win for both of us? Because that's what we want. We want we want families that win all the way around, not one where somebody's the dominant winner and somebody is just the steamrolled stuff on a rock. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, This is a a quick overview of a really important concept. Um, If if you Really, you're into it. You can read. Uh, I'll, I'll have the same stuff on the blog uh, on letsparentonpurpose.com. But again, I would recommend picking up the book, Parenting Teens with Love and Logic. Or if you got little ones, um, just look up the Love and Logic series. There's Parenting with Love and Logic, different ones. Probably Parenting Pets with Love and Logic. I'm sure that's in there somewhere. I won't recommend that you read every book that I mentioned, but this is one. It's just so helpful, and sometimes it, you just need time to think through it. This would be a good one. Because You have a choice to make. What kind of parent are you going to be? Are you going to be ruled by emotions? Are you going to try to um, create young people that become awesome teenagers, awesome adults that are a benefit and blessing to the world? Well, just like everything else we talk about, this is easy to say, hard to do, but if it wasn't hard to do, probably society would be in a better spot because there'd be a lot more stable parents out there. Uh, So get a relationship with Jesus, strive in your personal relationship with Jesus, surround yourself with a healthy church culture that can really help build you up in this. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. Thanks so much. My name's Jay Holland. It's a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. Love to have you come join us if you're on the Treasure Coast and don't have a church family. Um, Also, you can check out our blog, letsparentonpurpose.com, for uh, this stuff as well as resources and other things that I find there for you. Again, enjoy the ride. Your kids are going to be gone soon. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and uh, let's have some fun during it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.